0: The last Sunday of the year, Pastor Darrell, as I said, has bronchitis, could not be here. He asked if I could, could uh, preach this morning, and uh, what a great morning to preach—the last morning of the year, and uh, 2013 will soon be coming. 2012 is going to be history, and we embark upon a new year. Most of you know that the Mayan calendar predicted the end of the world this past week or two, and I'd like to announce we're still here this morning because there's only one person. We don't know when the world's going, but he does. It says in the Bible, he has reserved this for him, and he will tell us when it's time to end this world and go to be with him. In the meantime, let's remain faithful. And um, it's as though we stand on the threshold of a a new year, and uh, this is not a choice that that we make. It's not, well, do we enter the new year or don't we enter the new year? You don't have a choice. (laughs) Some people might like to say, uh, you know, I uh, don't know if I want to leave the old year. The old year was pretty good, and uh, I'm not quite ready to uh, move on. There's other people that say, I don't want to go through the old year because of all the unexpected events, the disappointments, the pain, things I've been through this past year, the uncertainties, and... uh, People just say, how can we keep going on? And I hope the Lord this morning in is service, by his presence in worship. Let me say, I appreciate Art stepping in this morning. Leanne's visiting her relatives in Minnesota and Iowa this week. And Blake did a great job last night. Great, we have people just step in when they're needed and can be a part of that. And and appreciate them doing that. But what I'm saying is God's presence was here. And I think God's presence is here for us today. That God would just, would uh, bless us. As we move into this new time, Uh, personally, I've been through a lot of thresholds for new years of my life, and uh, never knowing exactly what is going to happen or what the future holds, but holding on to God, thanking God for my call, no matter what, I know that God's going to be faithful, and watching God unfold the year in my life, and watching the development in our church as God leads us. So I hope you're ready to move into that. Let's move with expectancy in what God has for us. And again, for all of us, we never know exactly uh, where we'll be going as as he leads, but we're watching God work in our lives, and I'm thankful that you're here uh, for that. Sometimes God moves and there's tragedy or pain or loss. Uh, Maybe you've been through that this past year. For others, people, there's probably joy. And uh, progress and a future bright expectancy. But whatever the future holds, <laughs> I've been preaching long enough through the years that voice said, God is still on the throne and he is still in control. Anybody say amen? And he is coming back again. Doesn't go by the calendar in Peru, it goes by his calendar, and we are in his hands. And I'd just like to announce, all is well. Praise God. Another thing I want to mention in talking about the end of the year and the start of the year. It was at this time of the year, in 1975, that uh, Jerry and I made the decision to come out to the northwest suburbs and pastor the church here. So next Sunday is our anniversary Sunday as pastor uh, here when we started, and uh, God has surely blessed, and I want to say thanks to the Lord for his presence, but um, it's been a joy. And it's good to see what God has done and what has taken place here at CLC. And I praise God for that. But uh, ever since I've been a pastor here, I've always insisted, Daryl's continued on this, that we have that service from 11 to 12 on midnight, New Year's Eve. Some people say, well, why do we have to come to church at, at midnight? Because that's the last act of our year, is in the presence of God. And we're having communion. Praying that the blood of Jesus would cleanse us from everything in the past years, and we're ready to move into a new act, partaking of Him that will walk in His strength, His power, and His love. We've never missed doing this since I've been here for over 35 years, and I invite you, yes, to join us as we already announced. Tomorrow night's a one hour service from 11 to 12, and uh, praying for the new year, worshiping God as we leave the old year, and having communion, and the Church of Bethlehem to be here. Uh, to do that uh, with us. Um, this morning, as, as uh, Pastor Earl asked if I would be, just could step in and, and uh, preach, I really felt led to uh, prepare a kind of an end-of-the-year, maybe a state-of-the-church ch- state message, so to speak. Uh, businesses take inventory at the end of the year, end of their calendar year. And what I'd like to do is, this morning is just review where we are, Thank God for what he has done and uh, how God has led us to build what's happened here at Christian Life and see what the Lord has done and how he has led us up uh, to this hour that we're here. And uh, my text this morning is found in Deuteronomy 11, 12. Every time I come to the I think of this particular text. I haven't always used it, but I want to read it again this morning. It'll be on the uh, board behind me just like god was taking the children of israel in the book of deuteronomy and bringing them into a new land i feel god is giving a new opportunity for us to enter into a new year and the text says it is a land that your god land that your god cares for the eyes of the lord are always upon it from the beginning of the year to the very end of the year from january 1st to december 31st the eyes of the lord are upon our past year and our new year that's coming. It may not seem like, like uh, we always like what goes on, but the eyes of the Lord are on it. God is with us, amen, and even in our land. It says here, the Lord's given us a good land, and I think we need to pray for our country. We need to pray for our land, that the eyes of the Lord would be on it, and that he would bless it, and uh, as he cared for the people of Israel... Some of them went astray, went into sin, followed all kinds of other ways. But I believe that, that he cares for his people today, and that he very much cares what's happening in, in our world, and we need to pray. If my people pray, First Corinthians says he'll heal our land. The eyes of the Lord upon the land from the beginning of the year to the end. We need to live like we're under his eyesight, and God is seeing where we are and what we're doing. And I thank the Lord that we can have that in our country. Eyes of the Lord are... Upon us. He cares what's happening all year long. As we come to the end of this year, look back over the past 12 months. Today we see so many times where the Lord has brought us through. I can see that and I hope you can see that. His eyes really are upon us. He has helped us. Some of you have been in the hospital. Some of you have left lost loved ones. Some of you have been lost jobs. But the eyes of the Lord are upon us and He has brought us to a new beginning, and it's always his hand that is there to lift us up and sustain us. Having come through to the last day, uh, I think that's a tribute to God's keeping power. It testifies to us and even to the world that come what may, we can say God is faithful. I'll tell you, I'm, I'm thankful for the faithfulness of God in preserving us and in providing for us, and in protecting us. I wouldn't want to be living a new year without the Lord. We need the Lord in the hour in which we live. From the beginning of the year to the last days, his eyes, says, has been firmly set upon us in our progress. See, the scripture that I just read links the past with the future all in one verse. It indicates the past year, the present where we are, and the future. He has delivered us. Last year he delivered us from January 1st to December 30th. He does deliver us today. If you need deliverance, he does it today. December 31st, 31, we have our service, and he will yet deliver us tomorrow, January 1st, through the entire uh, year to follow. What I wanted to do this morning, I thought it would be good if we could enumerate and reflect upon the good times that the Lord has done the good things he's done for us, and use that as a basis for future blessing. What God did in the past brought us this far. He's able now to multiply that and take us on. The Lord of the past is also the Lord of the future. His eye is upon our daily progress. He watches what we're doing. He knows where God is interested. Like Paul said in Philippians 1, 6, he said, I am confident of this very thing that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until Jesus Christ comes back again. We need to live with that confidence. And this morning, I want us to believe, and put it on the board here, I want us to look back from where we've come from. Look at the present, where we are now. And look at the future, where we are going. That's what I want to do this morning as we uh, prepare. As I said, I've kind of made a message of, uh, kind of like written up what I wanted to say, because uh, I feel we need to count our blessings and be renewed in our spirits. So look with me at the year that we are concluding Your eyes are upon that, and now look at the future of what God is going to, to do. We started this let's say, God has kept us. We started this year, this century with 9 11 and a terrorist attack in our country. Pastor, we've heard a terrorist attack all over in Syria. Uh, last week we had in Newtown, New York, 26 people were, were shot down. And, uh, you know, we can look at all those things that have happened, but we can also look at what God has done for us. And I just want to enumerate the blessings that are ours for being a part of his body, and I'll put them on the screen uh, for you. In your bulletin, back page has a place for sermon notes. I want you to title that God's Blessing this past year, or In Our Church. And I'll just give you a few to start with, but you could add so many more. If you want to make your own list, you could add on to that. But let me begin quickly, because I don't want to run out of time. The first one that I want to say is, as a church, we've been sowing seeds in the harvest field. Sowing seeds here at CLC. And uh, Jesus said, don't say there's four months and then comes the harvest. Don't say, well, we got plenty of time to do that. We don't have to get all stirred up. We don't have to lift our eyes. He said, lift up your eyes and see. And we've tried to do that here as a a church. Jesus said in John 4 35, what I just quoted, don't say there are four months before the harvest. I've had people ask, well, why are we so involved in missions? Or or why? There's no hurry. There's plenty of time to reach the world. He said in 1 Peter, people are going to say, All things continue. Every year we go on and on and on. Hey, God is in control, and we have to do what he asks us to do, no matter what our timetable is. Don't say another four months. The rest of the verse says, Jesus said, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look. Just get aware of what's happening out there. Look at what's happening on the fields, for they are white already unto harvest. Another verse in Luke ten two, Jesus said, The harvest is great, but the labors are few. There is so much to do and so few people to do it. That's why we ask for volunteers. That's why we ask people to go. And he said, We also need to pray. That verse says, Pray for the Lord of the harvest and ask him to send more workers out into the harvest field. The verse up there says, Those who plant in tears will harvest with shouts of joy. The old King James says, if you go out weeping, carrying seeds to sow, you'll return with songs of joy, carrying your sheaves with us. And I think it's a joy that we've been able to, to do that, to do the sowing and the reaping part of it. I want to talk about it just for a minute. The top news these days, you watch the news, you almost get depressed. Seems to be all the economic conditions. You talk to people, they complain about what's happening financially. And in our country, in the world, everybody's talking about the, the uh, recession. I was on my computer this morning. Congress still hasn't agreed whether we're going to fall over the cliff or not. They can't get it together because of the recession and so on. Funny little story I heard. I'm going to tell you, last night nobody laughed, so that's all right. <laughs> but I heard a funny story about a guy who came home, kissed his wife, and said, well, honey, what, what's for dinner tonight? And uh, she said, it's Charles Steak. And he replied, what in the world is Charles Steak? She said, well, she said, at the current price, Chuck Steak, just sounded so undignified that I feel we should not use a nickname. It won't be Chuck Steak anymore. It's going to be Charles Steak from now on. Thanks, some of you, for laughing. That was, that was good. But in all seriousness, in all seriousness, the economy is no joking matter. And how do you go about handling difficult times? Let me share with you a principle that I really believe from the Word of God is of vital importance. In time of need, you sow. See, if you were living in agriculture time, before our modern times, if you didn't have anything to eat for the next year, you better sow something that year if you want to eat. Time of need, sow. I'm not talking just about finances. I'm talking about spiritually as well. If there's a need in your life, begin to sow. Put into the things of God and and give and it shall be given unto you. Whatever you need, begin to plant. And God will multiply that and it can come back to you. Uh, uh, I'm talking about all kinds of things. We need to sow, I believe, in our church the seeds of revival so that we might reap the blessing of the Lord in our midst. I think we need to sow the needs of prayer. That's why Pastor Darrell is starting a Wednesday night prayer time just to wait on, on God so we have the, the answers to prayer and the results. I encourage this. Point, I think we need to sow worship so that God's presence might be in the midst of his people. We need to sow being established in the local church so we're a part of the family of God. Get established in his word so we can live righteously. The Bible says... Uh, Thy word have I hid in my heart, so I will not sin. We can be more righteous if we just get into uh, the word. And uh, also sowing the gospel in seeds as they go out to the world. I want you to look at a few verses with me this morning. Because this past year, we have committed, past years I should say, and we're giving an overview of the church, we have committed ourselves to sow the seed around the world. Most of you know I go to India. Why do I go? It's not the vacation part of the world. People do not go there for luxury, but I go there to sow the seed because we can see thousands of students now that have gone out from Central India Theological Seminary who are planting churches all over India. I, I should have made the phone call and got the, the number, but it's in the thousands now. Uh, I think of the Elrod, set off our church 20, 30 years ago, went to Indi- Indonesia. He's training pilots to fly other missionaries back into the primitive territories where they can't get there any way, any other way. He's training those men uh, to go back. When I think about the Bible college ministry, we've had that here for 50 years, sending people out into the ministry. But we also have done that around the world. We have two uh, Christian life colleges in Portugal, uh, excuse me, in in Brazil, in Portuguese, uh, the language there. We have um, training all through Eastern Europe, four-year course we've read. Do you realize Chris Life College has graduated 4,000 pastors in the country of Romania alone? See, what we're doing here. Is say, well, it's so small. No, God is multiplying. We have extended schools all over. But when I think of the missionaries on the field, the Allens or the Goodmansons, they're down in the Dominican Republic. They've asked me to come in January and do a seminar on, on the book of Ephesians. We're planning on doing that, uh, sowing seed down there. When I think about Latin America... We've got missionaries. We support support about 20 missionaries, some of them just a small amount, some more. But in Mexico and Honduras and Nicaragua and Peru and Venezuela, every month we're sending out from your giving uh, to them. Jared's parents prayed over the offering. They are reaching China as well as Russia. They're going out two different ways and have works in China and Russia. And and we send money to them every month, not very much, but uh, a little bit. And uh, all the pastors and everything, uh, Mission Possible, Brother Harry uh, is the the executive director and and Pastor Darrell Jr. is on the board of Mission Possible. They're working in Europe. Uh, Right now we're really dealing with street children uh, and drugs and nothing to to eat, nothing to do in Russia and Ukraine. That's what they're doing, as well as training pastors around the, the world. And I'd like to announce, if you don't know it, uh, Brother Lars Fenson, on January 9th, is leaving for Haiti. Wave at everybody, Lars. I know who you are over there. Uh, Taking a crew over there. Uh, About 12 tradesmen going to lay the foundation for a a clinic and a church in the, the primitive part of Haiti. And yesterday morning, Lars, I was talking to the phone. I said, Lars, how many trips have you made? I know every year since we've been pastoring. You know what he told me? He personally has made 76 trips with crews to build on a mission field. One man has gone 76 times out to sow the seed. And we're seeing results. I thank God for what can take place, and we need to give God praise for what he has done. Amen? Yeah. Sow the seed, and we will begin to see uh, righteousness coming forth. You say, well, that's great. There were people in Russia and China, and he's going to Haiti. What about me? Well, we've got a kid's pantry right here. That's a mission field. We are doing mission work when we take care of these particular things. And I want to thank God that that truck that you're helping to pay for is out there just this morning uh, doing the work for God. And even a city, uh, Jody, Stephanie, Johansson, uh, different ones have been invited to, to give speeches that uh, talk about this, Chamber of Commerce and different events for clubs and clubs. Uh, I think it's very interesting. I'm going to announce that on February 1st, uh, the Mount Prospect uh, Chamber of Commerce is giving an award to Jody and to Stephanie, the Shining Star Award for making an impact on their community, and there'll be a big banquet at uh, the... uh... Amen. Thank God. Down on 83 at uh, Victoria in the... What's it called? Victoria in the... Yard or something like that, big banquet place, and they're going to be honored that night. Which is really bad because that's the night I'm supposed to be in, in Dominican Republic. But to I have to miss that. So, uh, so you go and it'll cost you something for dinner. But it's, anyhow, pray for them, bless them. It's really good. I just want to tell you what is being done by people in our church every Friday morning with a food pantry. Last Friday we had more food than we have people to take food. You can't believe what God is doing. Just meeting people's needs, sewing and that's a blessing, and they are reaping, and the sheaves are coming in. He says here, uh, we sow in tears. There's a price to pay. It costs something to get it done, but when you come back, you come rejoicing, bringing the results uh, with you. And uh, I thank God for what we're able to do in the harvest and giving away these things, and that's part of what we do here at Christian Life, part of kingdom business. I want to share that with you. But notice in this verse, the second thing, as we begin to reap a spiritual harvest, we return with songs of joy. That's the number two thing. One thing we have here at Christian Life, we enjoy songs of praise and worship. Amen? I really thank God for the, the, the music part of our church and those who contribute to it. Um, I like the music here at CLC. Everybody has their own taste of music. But personally, I like praising the Lord. I just like to... I'm not doing for show. Sure, just when I feel like seeing my hands automatically want to go up. And, and there's just a spiritual refreshing when we are singing songs of joy. I'd say enter in because I can't tell you begin to tell you the testimonies of people who have been touched, spiritual renewal while we're in songs of praise and worship. There have been healings take place in the worship service. Didn't even have to have hands laid upon. People are restored. People are are. are Even this past year, as we have praised and worshipped God, they have had the blessing of the Lord. And if I was uh, giving God praise as a report of our church, high on the list, what I, right at the very beginning, has appreciated so much would be that spirit of praise and spirit of worship and songs of praise, as you see it. It's a characteristic of what we are, and I want to keep that alive. I want us to keep coming to meet with God that continually at CLC will always keep the songs of joy as we sow the the seed. Remember what it says, the verse up there, God is a Spirit. They that worship Him must worship Him spiritually. We have to do it with the Spirit of the Lord. Worship done by the Spirit, is just ministers to your heart. Third thing I want you to put on the list is the strength that the Lord has given. The strength about what the Lord has given. Uh, Like I say, this may be kind of a report of what we have done here at the end of the year, but I'm really thankful that God has strengthened people spiritually because of their growing in the Word and coming into the things of God. I'm talking about the the renewal that should be taking place in their life, the help that people receive, the the restoration, the growth, the strength, the blessing of the Lord that we've all received because uh, that's made us stronger Christians. Answers to prayer. If I ask for a show, we'd all have our hands up. God has answered prayer. The power to just keep going. The power to endure. The deliverance from bondage. The help uh, in times of need. I'm so grateful for the strength of the, the Lord. You know the verse in, in Isaiah 40, verse 31. That's the one up there. Those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They're going to mount up with wings as eagles. They'll run and not be weary. I love that. I want to keep going. People ask me, how do you keep going at your age? I just love to keep walking and keep going. Amen. Wait upon the Lord. Let his strength fill you. I believe God can heal us. And we can be walking in the power and the strength of the the Lord. There's another verse in Isaiah, chapter 41, verse 10. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee. I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Amen. Somebody in the service last night, talking to me after the service said, man, when you read those verses on strength, why didn't you go to Colossians 1.11? <laughs> and they began to quote it for me. And uh, I thought it was really good, a prayer for strength. It said, Paul prayed, he said, we also pray that you will be strengthened with all his glorious power so that you will have the endurance and the patience that you need, that you might be filled with joy, always thanking the Father. That's a good verse to add to that. He prayed that we would be strengthened with all of God's power. And we need to appropriate that for us in this hour. Just open the door. Let the power and the strength of the Lord come upon you as we move into a new year, because that's the way I want us to live here at CLC. Fourth thing, another thing that we need to praise God for are the signs of blessing in our giving. I would like to thank God for all the faithful people who have tithed and given week after week after week. And uh, almost every year, I've been able to come at the end of the year and say we are closing our books in the black where all bills are paid. Last year, we really prayed about this at the end of the year. And before we closed, all year uh, we close the year, all books, our books at the end of the year, all bills were paid. I thank God for that. And uh, somebody asked me this morning, Well, are we there this year? I said, Not quite, but I believe in God. We got an offering this morning, one last night, and we'll also have one at the watch night service. And uh, we have to give, according to the IRS, during the calendar year, you can't post a check and get credit for it for your uh, taxes. But if get it in before the 31st, and we're just believing that God's going to take care of the last few bills that have to be taken care of so that we will be able to go in with a clear slate for this year. And I thank God with all my heart for your commitment to the church, for your faithfulness in giving. And I'm praying that we are going to close the year in victory. Can anybody say amen to that? Amen. And, and I want to thank you who have given. You know what? Uh, this week I went over the finances so I'd be ready for this, and we gave more this year than we did the previous year. And I praise God for that. The giving hasn't even gone up this year, but how many of you know that the expenses have gone up too? A lot more expenses have gone up, and um, I really think that God cares about us individually, and he addresses himself for, to our economic needs. I want to share with you, Biblical principle that has become very personal for a foundation in my life. And uh, know the reason for, I I would say, our success, for the success of the ministry. It's because of the God-given idea that's found in Malachi 3.10. God says, bring you all the tithes into the storehouse so there will be enough food. I put provision for my house. We need to take care of his house. And then the Lord says, therefore, Put me to the test, saith the Lord of hosts, and see if I will not open the windows of heaven and pour down a blessing that will overflow. Pour you uh, an overflowing blessing. That's called tithing. That's called giving a tenth of what God has given to you. Giving a tenth back to him is our, our tithe. And tithing is not a debt we owe. It's a seed that we sow. I'll say it again. Tithing is not a debt that we owe. Although it says you can't rob God if you don't pay tithe, but it's really a seed we sow, and that way God can open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing. Far more than we could ever do. Trust the Lord. What does it say in this translation up here? <laughs> he says, try it. Put me to the test. That was the reading uh, in Malachi. Try it. Put him to the Lord. Uh, put, put him to a test. In fact, 1 Corinthians 16.2 says, On the first day of the week, that's when we come on Sunday. People come on Saturday can do the same thing. First day of the week, every Sunday, it says we bring part of what God has given us. We set aside a certain set of money, sum of money, the verse says, for each one of us. Each one of us. It's for all of us. Because we don't want to rob God. He's given us so many blessings and he says, put me to the test and see if I just won't rebuke the uh, uh, open the windows of heaven. And the part I like there in Malachi, it says he will rebuke the devourer. Another place in the Old Testament says, it's like when you don't honor God, you, it's like putting your money in bags with holes in it. If you ever wonder where all the money goes, it falls out the bottom. There's something that wants to devour. It's the, it's the enemy that comes to devour, kill, deceive, and destroy. And God said, I will rebuke that spirit and bless what you have. And we can be content with the things we have. And I want to say here at church, As I said, we still haven't. We don't have a surplus account. What comes in every week has to go out to pay that week. We don't have anything left over. But God has been faithful, and I want to thank you this year for giving more than we did last year. But if you own a house, you know the expenses go up, and we have to make uh, sure we can do that. Uh, I'd like to read a short paragraph along this line from an old devotional book that I found, written by Dr. Robert Schuller from uh, Crystal Cathedral. Dr. Shirley writes this. I put it on the board so you can read it. It was many years ago that I first read of this promise of God. I found it all through the Bible, even in the New Testament. This concept is God's answer to the economic problems in an individual's life. I will bless you, he promises, if you will have faith and bless me. I will bless you if you really love me and are thankful for the gifts that I gave you. God wants us to learn that he will test our generosity our faith, our gratitude, by asking us to give back at least a tenth. He said a tenth. I would say at least a tenth. You want to do more? But make sure that we at least make that 10% that he has asked. And if we are faithful, he will entrust us with even more. And so the giving and the receiving multiply. And doctor Shu ended said, this is God's lesson in economics 100. (laughs) Praise God. That the seeds we sow in faith, God can multiply. And God says he is able to supply all our needs according to his... It's not all our wants, you know, but all of our needs will be taken care of. And I think that <clears throat> we need to look at the, as I mentioned earlier, the, the natural thing of farming. If you want to reap a crop, you plant. And spiritually, financially, righteousness, you need to plant righteousness in our life so we can reap righteousness. And I thank God for... CLC and all the ministry that takes place. And for all of you who have been so faithful. On the board up there, I want to put, we want to say thank you. May God bless you, prosper, provide for you in the year come. In the year to come. I want to give God His just praise this morning. Can we just give God praise that He has supplied all our needs according to our riches of glory? Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. I thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. God is, I just have to say, God is faithful. We've had to trust him all the way. But I think of what God has done in our ministry here, and I just thank God for you and for the church and uh, all these things. Hey, I don't have too much more time. Uh, let me just wrap this up with a few more things before I close that I want you to put on your list. I'm so thankful, number five, for the Spirit of the Lord. Thankful for the Spirit of the Lord among us. God said, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Prophesied by Joel in the Old Testament, but that was quoted on the day of Pentecost, saying that's what happened when the church began, it was that he was going to pour out his spirit upon the church. We are the church. Therefore, I would say something this morning. I don't believe in dead church. I believe in spirit church. We need a church where the spirit of God is, because that's what he started on the day of Pentecost. It should be going on today. And so... Let's just get with it and bless God in the Spirit. He said in Ephesians 5, be filled with the Spirit. The Greek word there is not a one-time event. It's keep on being filled with the Spirit. Every day, walk in the Spirit. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Ezekiel prophesied on the board, I will give them an undivided heart and put a new spirit in them. I'm going to take away the stony heart of, uh, uh, that's in him, and give him a heart of flesh. He's going to fe- it's going to have feeling, not just a rock in there. I'm thankful for God's blessing uh, this past year for the freedom of the Spirit that we can enter into and the working and the moving of the Spirit in our life, that we would live Spirit-filled lives. Begin to do that as we start the 13th, uh 2013. Let us begin to, to be a Spirit-led church. As, that's our goal to be spirit-led and be spirit-filled. And I thank God for the Holy Spirit. Number six, I put down straight places in which to walk. Isaiah 45, 2 up there says, I will go before you and make the crooked places straight. This has happened this past year for a lot of people where uh, the road was just winding. We didn't know what to do, and we've watched God at work. God has straightened roads out. God has giving answers to prayer. Um, we can see how God works in lives, how he untangles messes. And I give God praise um, that he has been with us to make crooked places straight. So he could take the mountains, mountains that are blocking our way, and level it. One of the minor prophets says, mountains be flat. <laughs> God couldn't do that in our life. Can't get over a situation, God can make that flat. Or he can fill in the valley. How many times do you say, man, I'm already in, in the pits. I've, gone, I've hit the bottom. It says he can fill in that bal- valley so we've got a straight highway. He said, let's build a highway. Uh, Isaiah 35, 8 says, and a highway shall be there in the kingdom of God, and it shall be called the way of holiness. There's another passage in Isaiah chapter 40, verse 3 to 5, I want to read to you. It says, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight. We ought to be living straight lives. Amen? Make straight a highway for our God. Look at the promise. Every valley shall be exalted. If you're down low, the Lord can bring that up. Every mountain that would stand your way can be made low. And the crooked places shall be made straight, and the rough places plain. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all mankind shall see it. What I'm saying this morning is how I believe we ought to be living. Trusting God for a straight path. Trusting God that He's going to take care of the rough places in our life, because His ultimate plan, God has planned in His eternal purpose, to still be in control of what we give to Him to be blessed by Him. Amen. Have you ever read? Uh, I said, make the places smooth. Have you ever ridden in a car, you know, a jeep or something that's made for terrain? Try driving a highway get every little bump, you know. One time, Jerry and I said, we're going to save money, and we'll, our next car, we'll buy a, some dinky little car. And we did that, and uh, we didn't go very far. Her neck hurt. I got so every, I hate to see every black road where they patched the road coming because I knew I was going to feel it. I said, let's get rid of this thing. And our car now is 25 years old. You have a 25-year-old car, but it rides so smooth. I just hope it lasts as long as we do. Because it's a smooth ride. I tell you, it's a different thing in God when you got a smooth ride. <laughs> when you're not going into the valley and up on the mountain and and to run. There's a highway out there. There's an interstate we should be on. And make better time and God'll bless you. And well, that's enough said on that. Number seven is be set free. Be set free. There are two words didn't dawn on me until I was preparing this lesson, but completely different, but they sound exactly alike when I said of change, change, and change. Very very similar in sound. Well, which do we want, chains or chain? God said, a new heart will I put within you, and a new spirit uh, will I put within you. Have you ever felt chained to a bad habit or a negative thought process? I think sometimes we are just bound. Perhaps you've been bound by problems or frustrations that won't seem to end and you just want to be free. Listen to the words of Jesus where he said, and you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. Amen? Change or change. You make the choice. It's incredible what freedom can be there for each one of us. From whatever is binding us today to go to this new year, But first, we have to really get into the truth. We have to understand the truth that allows us to change, change and break the chains. I want to say something right now. No problem is too big for God's power. No problem is too big for God's power, and no person is too small for God's help, for God's love. God loves us as small as we are or as great as you are. Don't ever say it's impossible Those chains, they can be broken by the power of God, and there can be great change. We believe in prayer. We ask you to fill out the prayer card. Pray around the altar. I thank God for those who have been set free this past year. As he said, he would give us a new heart. And if we close 2012, is there any chain that's binding us in bondage? Be set free. Don't take that bondage with you into a new year. Claim victory and drop our chains for some change. Nice I can say the same word and you've got to make out what it says. (laughs) Notice what it says up there. um, Those two points on the screen. top. Set free from the chains that bind us and be set free to the change that he desires to put within us. In John 8, 32, 36, it says, You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Be set free from those chains. Verse 36, If the Son sets you free, you shall be free indeed. I tell you, when we come into a spirit of worship and we are released in our spirit, God can set us free to worship him and to live in his power. The change he wants to bring, you're all familiar with the familiar verse 2 Corinthians uh, 10, 17. Anybody be in Christ, he is a new creature. What have old things pass away. Change takes place, and we are new in Christ Jesus. What a blessing to know that God is able to do that, that he has really done it for us, and we just need to move in and possess it. Finally, my last point, may God give us a spirit of faith and not fear. In this hour in which we live, too many people are bound by fear, chains of fear. And God wants us to have a spirit. What, you know the familiar verse, 2 Timothy 1, 7, God's not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, and of love, and of a sound mind. Or I like the translation that says up there, not spirit of fear, uh, but love, power, and self-discipline. Sometimes we're under fear because we're not disciplined, or we don't have love, or or we're under fear. I'm thankful for the spirit of faith this past year. I'm thankful that we can move into a new year with not fear, but faith. And as we move into this month, uh, a beginning Wednesday nights, f- praise and worship. I beseech you, if you can change your schedule, if you can clear your schedule, be here. Uh, we won't keep you long, but we're going to start. Pastor Darrell has a burden for it. We need a prayer seeking God. We need to have, move in faith, not fear, and see what God can do. We've looked back at some of the things. I want to put them on the board so you can see them all together. They all start with S. Of the blessings we've had even in this past year in him. What are the blessings? Number one, sowing seeds in the harvest. Number two is songs of praise, a spirit of worship. Number three is the strength of the Lord. Number four is the signs of blessing in our giving. Number five is the spirit of the Lord among us. Number six is straight paths in which to walk. Number seven is be set free. Number eight is a spirit of faith, not of fear. And I really want to say, that's what I want to see in CLC. I want to give God praise for what he has done. We need to be living, the, we are living these kinds of lives. There is a spirit of praise because the Lord, is, his eyes are upon us from the beginning of the year, from January 1st to the end of the year, December 31st. And I thank God that he has not left us alone. We're not here to struggle on our own, but he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And let me say for this day, beyond the PowerPoint, God has been good to us. God has been good to us up to now. And therefore, for today and for the future as we go into it, let me say, have faith, not fear. Amen? Walk in freedom. Don't walk in bondage. Live in victory, not in defeat. Abide under the shadow of the Almighty. None of that shadow of depression or, or defeat. And that's where we want to live because God has been with us from the beginning of the year to the end of the year and he will continue to be with us as we walk into the next year. Just want to give some encouraging words this morning. Can we stand together and pray that God will bring this to pass? Let this message be it. I hope you wrote down something to say, Meditate on them. My goal as a pastor, is to see that in people's lives. And I thank God for the victory that we have. How many know we do have victory in Christ? Amen? Walk in victory. Don't walk in defeat. Let's move with a new year, with new blessing, spirit of prayer, spirit of worship, the spirit of the Lord, that God will be in us. And we'll continue to give. We'll continue to sow the seed around the world. I want to report that as we've had to get bills paid, no matter what, I want to say Every month, I send a letter to at least 20 missionaries that we support. And there has not been one month that we have not fulfilled every commitment we've made to our missionaries. We've never backed up one month on anything that's been planned. Amen? And I want to to assure you of that. What we've committed when they go out to the field, they get that every month. And they send letters back, thank you for your faithfulness as a church. I want to thank you for your faithfulness as people so we can continue to do this. And I guess I should say thank you for helping support the staff, which really do work hard and thank them. They're going to keep working next year. They all heard me say that now, so they're going to do it, right? Amen. Let's pray, shall we? Father, I pray you'll bless us as we go and begin a new year. Lord, we pray for you to enter into this new year with us. Keep your eyes upon us, O oh God. Help us not to look lose sight of your gaze. As you see us, may we see you in all of your glory, your power seated on the throne with every enemy under your foot. Oh God. Lord, I just pray that, that, that you will erase from our memory for each person. here. this one. Erase the past if they need to be. Em- erase the bad memories. Lord, erase the hurts that the people are holding on to. Even with problems, Lord, begin to Erase those, cleanse us from all ungodliness, from all sin. Help us to forget what's behind, that we might press on. Prepare us, Lord, with a fresh oil. Pour fresh oil upon us, fresh anointing. That everything be smooth, there's a smooth road in front of us, because you are our God and we are your people. And everybody said amen? Amen. 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 I forgot I was supposed to give the benediction, right? I got more things to remember. Amen. Let's receive the blessing of the Lord from the ancient times. May the Lord bless you and protect you. Would you just say amen in your own spirit to that? You know, I have been praying since Pastor Darrell started reading this, that God would just not only bless me, but protect me. Protect me when I'm driving. Protect my health. Protect my family. Protect us. May the Lord bless you and protect you. And I'd like to say, may the Lord smile upon you and be gracious unto you. Amen. And may the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. Thank you, Lord, for your blessing in Jesus' name. Amen. Go in with God and will with God and start a new year with him. Amen. God bless you all. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you. God bless you.